There's never a dull moment here. New York's talk station. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy, this is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. 77 WABC. And pretender 751 your Friday morning. Andrew Giuliani does a great podcast here every week. Ran one of the best races for governor I've ever seen in a loss to Lee Zeldin. And the apple did not fall far from the tree. I love his father, Rudy. I love Andrew as well. Terrific father, great husband, and great friend. Andrew, good Friday morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, Sid, good morning to you. And it's, uh, man, it is great to hear your uh, stories about uh, Chris and, uh, and Mike. I got to tell you, I remember growing up listening to him as a kid. And uh, it would be very entertaining to see Mike and the Mad Dog, I guess, walk down Fifth <laughs> Avenue yeah. in their uh, in their yeah. bikinis. Yeah, that's not them. I, that, that was the type of stuff that Imus would make me do when Mike and Chris would be part of the group that <laughs> laughed at me. But uh, at any rate, uh, those guys are still uh, both legends and, uh, for the most part, good guys. Uh, let's get to the big stories today. You know, I had Brian Kilmeade on earlier. And I said, Brian, look, uh, you know, America last night, we, we attacked uh, these Iran troops, these proxies in Syria. And, you know, listen, uh, it looks like America maybe, maybe is saying enough is enough. And Brian made the great point. He said, really? He goes, do you understand there have been like almost 100 attacks on American troops in the last two and a half years? Yeah. There have now been 18 attacks, 18 since October 7th. And Joe Biden wants to think that wants to make the American people think that we're getting tough. He basically said, and he's right, where the hell were we for two and a half years? It's a great point. And it's a bit of a smokescreen, like he's saying from Biden here, which uh, when you free up, and I know this is stuff that you've said. I know this is stuff that other guests have said, but it just bears repeating. When you free up 40 billion extra dollars a year in oil reserves, when you send cash over to Iran, which you know is the number one state sponsor of terror in the world, and their terror is directed at Israel and at the United States of America, what do you expect? You know, what are you expecting Iran to do with that money there? It's a little bit like this humanitarian aid that's going into Gaza in the sense that, wait a second, you're going to give humanitarian aid for the terrorist group Hamas to dole out, and you don't think that that actually aid is going to go to the hospitals where you want it to go? No, of course not. It's going to actually go to those Hamas terrorists, to keeping the oil uh, in these tunnels available so that way they have the opportunity to fight Israel. Um, so to me, it's, it's, uh, I think Kilmeade is absolutely right on this one. Uh, it is, uh, it's crazy to think that Iran would use anything but those resources uh, for anything but attacking the United States of America 
and attacking Israel. And that's just been consistent over the Biden presidency. It was consistent over the Obama presidency. And it took the maximum pressure campaign that the Trump administration put on uh, Iran to actually see this stuff start to subside. And guess what? When it did kick up again, Trump ended up blowing Qasem Soleimani, one of the top generals, out of the out of the sky and sending him to his uh, I don't know if he's a 70 virgins guy, but sending him wherever the hell he needed to go. Blew him to about a thousand pieces. It was great. And I'm not sure if you know this because you haven't talked in a couple of days, but I did receive a piece of mail from Donald Trump just uh, two days ago. I was sitting on my deck enjoying a sunny Wednesday afternoon. And Danielle came outside and said, here's an envelope. And it's addressed. It says DJT from an address in Palm Beach. She goes, um, you want to open it? I think it's from Donald Trump. I go, now, why would Trump be mailing me anything to my house? It's, it can't be Trump. Clearly, somebody is uh, playing a joke on me. Mm-hmm. So I opened up the envelope, um, big envelope, and inside happened to be a printout of the topics for the Sid Rosenberg show that Alex sent to Margot Martin about three weeks ago, the last time Trump was on. And on that page with the topics was the call-in number, which Trump called in on, and he wrote, and I quote, Sid, you're great, number one, with his iconic signature. And then yesterday, uh, yeah, yesterday I was talking to Sergio Gore. He was sitting with the president who said hello. I can hear him say it in the background. So um, Trump and I, uh, we're, not, we're not Trump and Giuliani just yet, but we got something good going here. And I was so happy to hear that even here in New York, when no Republican contends, including Trump, not that long ago, he was down 21 points. That makes sense, right, Andrew? As of today, in New York, he's down nine. Yeah. What, is that, what does that tell you? Yeah. What does that tell you, Andrew? I think it just tells you that the Biden administration is completely out of touch, right? And I think that as people have gotten further away from the Trump presidency, they realize how good the policies were and how good he was at being a chief executive. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like the tweets and a lot of people don't love the personality. But I got to tell you, I think one of the reasons why he got stuff done the way he did is because of his personality, right? You need somebody who's going to be able to go into Washington, a place like that, that's a real bureaucracy, just like you need somebody in Albany who's going to actually go in there and say, you know what, I am taking control of the situation, and I don't care. I don't care what kind of pushback I'm going to get from the establishment in there. And that's what he did, and that's what he did on a daily basis. And one of the things that was so amazing to see from, you know, kind of a front row seat, if you will, where you'd see the guy almost every single day was even in the heat of this Russia invest- investigation, even in the heat of impeachment, the first impeachment where he was actually sitting president during the heat of COVID. He every single day was still focused on the mission, still optimistic and still energetic. I think most people would probably be in a bed in a ball saying, man, can can more people attack me? He's the exact opposite, as we all know. And that's why he's the leading candidate again to be the 47th president of the United States. Uh, look, it's a, it's a long way to go between now and there. I think the biggest challenge, and this is something that I've talked to with him and, and a few other members of his team, is how are they going to figure out Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin? I've always been highlighting specifically Pennsylvania and Arizona because you have the two governors there, the current governors there. They were the secretaries of state. Uh, in 2020. So I don't imagine those states being any easier for President Trump to win, especially uh, if you're going to have the, you know, mail-in ballots and which which many of these states have uh, 
have really institutionalized, if you will. So uh, there's a there's a long road ahead, but he certainly is in a uh, better position now. And it seems like with each day that the American people get more of a dose of Joe Biden, they miss Donald Trump more and more. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. But two minutes to go, Andrew, as always, you're, uh, you really are great. You're great. So Trump likes Mike Johnson. I know he initially endorsed Jim Jordan for Speaker of the House, but he really likes Mike Johnson. <laughs> I thought you said Trump likes Mike Johnson. <laughs> I got it. Trump likes <laughs> Well, Speaker you, Mike Johnson. Uh, you, guys, the last uh, you, guys, you guys do golf uh, together an awful lot, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> no, he likes Mike, <laughs> Mike Johnson, as uh, most of um, the people that I know that uh, work in Washington, D.C. do. But not everybody, Andrew Giuliani, not everybody can boast. Not only do they know and or like or dislike Mike Johnson, they were on Air Force One with Mike Johnson. But you can, yeah. can't you? Yeah, that's right. We uh, we ended up flying down for the, uh, I think it was for the LSU-Clemson National Championship game right before COVID in 2020. And uh, and I got to tell you, I had the By the way, that was a great game. That was that was uh, Joe, Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence. That's exactly right. And Burrow was down early and basically just played a perfect game after that. Um, he, was, he was fantastic. And you had, I mean, some great people at that game. I remember Vince Vaughn actually came up to the president's box. And, uh, and it was funny because I was with him right outside of the box and we were talking for a couple of minutes and his phone started blowing up because they started showing him on TV. <laughs> yeah. And he looked and he said, I might have ended my career, but I think it was worth it. And I was like, that's perfect. That's perfect. Well, we his career can't be over because I was watching uh, ESPN game day, which I do watch every Saturday right. morning. I admit it. 
and they have a celebrity picker every week. And about three weeks ago, it was Vince Vaughn. So the uh, the liberals at ESPN still like him. That's the good news. Yeah, and he's even been on Curb Your Enthusiasm with Crazy Larry David. So right. He's doing he's doing just fine. Uh, but in terms of Mike Johnson, what you're going to get, you're right. I had the opportunity to spend a little time on Air Force One with him, and and I got to tell you, he seems like somebody who is. Uh, really solid, not your typical politician deal maker, which, you know, look, you can say in the speaker's role, you generally want a deal maker. But I think right now, I think considering how much conservatives, Republicans, conservative causes have been pushed around in Washington, D.C., really over the last 25 years, for the most part, I think you want somebody that's principled in there. I think you want somebody that's going to be clear and very forward with the American people about what the goals are. And that's what you're going to get in Mike Johnson. He's already laid out a schedule for appropriations and regular order, which, you know, that sounds, that's kind of the boring sausage-making process of Congress. But the importance about that is it allows Americans to understand what's in the budgeting process rather than actually getting pushed through at the midnight hour, which basically we've been doing for the last 27 years in Congress. So I love the fact that you have somebody that's going to be honest with the American people in that role at this time. And that's, I think, what you're going to get with Mike Johnson. I got to tell you, you know, I know that a lot of people got a lot of heat over the last 21 days for, you know, the uh, ousting Kevin McCarthy. And the timing certainly, look, you, you couldn't have been great with the timing considering Israel ended up happening afterwards. But the end might have justified the means. If you're looking at people saying, hey, look, we want somebody who's going to actually fight for our principles in D.C. in Congress, I think you got that with this new leadership team. So I'm, I'm really fascinated to see how the next uh, 17 months plays out here uh, in Congress. You sound like my friend Nancy May. She told me the same thing last night. Uh, another terrific, not good, great appearance. We love having you on 740 every Friday morning. Andrew Giuliani, regards to your pop. Thank you so much. You were great. Love you, pal. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too. Andrew Giuliani right there.